Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I'm talking to you about Hearthstone as I am driving around on errands. It is Sunday, January 16th, 2022. Um, I'm, I'm actually, like, as, as much as this meta is unpleasant, <laughs> and we'll talk about that because it's basically what the episode's going to be, um, I'm actually doing reasonably well in it. I, I've been at or around 1000 legend for like the past few days. Um, I, I came in at legends at around, I don't know, like 1400 with, um, a variant of, uh, buff paladin that Edelweiss was playing with. This was back when you could play not rogue decks. Um, and, and, and the, the meta below top legend is actually, um, a little bit more diverse in general anyway. Um, that, that's kind of what I found. Like it, it was, you know, it, and that's all always the case, right? Like the, the decks that are the most oppressive are going to be the ones that the players who are at the top are going to complain about. And they're the ones on Twitter that people listen to. So, you know, that, that's kind of, that, that's going to kind of trickle down. I, I don't think that it's necessarily, I mean, I haven't been at those ranks in a, a, like a week or so. Um, but I definitely noticed it more like between like, I was climbing up from like 1800 to a thousand with the, the thief poison rogue that meaty posted. Um, and I definitely noticed as I got closer to top 1000, I started to see a lot more mirrors. Um, it was definitely more diverse below that. And then the closer I got to, you know, kind of that break point is when I noticed a lot more mirrors. Um, and the deck is good and, and we can, I'll, I'll talk briefly about that deck at some point in this episode too, because I mean, if you're going to try to climb right now, it's probably what you should be playing. Um, knowing that you're probably going to end up in a lot of mirrors, uh, cause that's, you know, the best deck, but it, it's, it's, I, you know, there are times when, you know, people complain about the best deck and then I try to play it and I don't quite get where, you know, get why it's so good, or like, I understand why it's good, but I can't make it work for me, this is not one of those, um, I have a, I think like 65 to 70% win rate with it, um, between like, you know, 1800 and like 950 legend, uh, and, and there's a VOD of me playing it on my last stream as well, it's, it's pretty dirty, um, but we'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but I think I want to talk about the reactions to this patch delay. So if you haven't been paying attention or you, you, you haven't been on Twitter or whatever, or you rely on, on, on sources like me to get you this news, which God bless you, <laughs> you should be listening to something like Coin Concede or whatever. If you want a news rundown, you're not getting that here. Um, but, um, the, the announcement was that we are getting, uh, the announcement on the 25th and we'll get an announcement of what balance changes are coming on the 20th. So there are balance there are balance changes. There's no doubt that there were going to be. I legitimately did not record a show last week because I expected to be recording on Monday, this past Monday, because I expected that they were going to be announcing a patch, a patch for, or a hot fix for this Tuesday. That clearly did not happen. <clears throat> and, and I think it's okay to be disappointed by that. Right? Like, if you are running into a lot of rogues, and you probably are, and by now, I would imagine that's starting to break down, run down to like the, the diamond and lower ranks and also, right? Um, it is frustrating 
it's there are not very many decks that will beat either rogue deck consistently um and it it's frustrating to get I don't even want to say high rolled in the case of like poison rogue because that's just like the way that the deck works um like sometimes you get high rolled with thief with thief rogue if they you know get both gnolls in the opening hand and then they get a passage or whatever and they get to drop like you know eight ten worth of stats on turn two like that can be a frustrating high roll I don't think that the poison rogue really high rolls that way <clears throat> it's just that the deck that's the way the deck runs um it's it's extremely consistent um it, like depressingly so um and it can be frustrating to run into those um and so they announced that we're not getting a balance change until the 25th and and it's I'll be honest it sucks right like I understand it I'm gonna try to talk through it and sometimes when you understand like and I, I'm I have no inside knowledge by the way I'm just kind of guessing based on um, you know some past comments that they've made about recent patches as well as you know just knowing what development is like that I have a pretty good sense I think of what happened and it's a little bit easier to accept if you understand why it's happening because like the initial reaction is like, well, why can't they just drop a hotfix? Well, there are reasons, right? And I think that that's that's kind of what I want to talk about today. So, again, I'm reading tea leaves, right? I don't know anything. I don't have any knowledge. I could be completely off. But a lot of this kind of tracks with some of the things that we've heard from the, from the team in the past. And, and this is where... I'm going to put my developer hat on and kind of explain like what development is like because that kind of goes into this and, and I think it, it kind of explains why we're in, where we are where we are. So um, generally what happens when you're doing a, a development release, right, is that you will, you, you have a like a code base, right? So like all the code that runs the client and the server and everything is in some repository somewhere, right? That's that's generally how most development teams work. So that what happens is that you can work on the code in a test environment. You it's called checking it out. If think if you think about like checking out from a library, like you're checking out a book, you're gonna do something, and you're gonna put it back, right? Um, so you check out the code, you make changes to it, and then you you merge it back into the main branch. Okay. So what happens typically is that you have the main branch, that's whatever's running live, right? And then you have all these branches that come off of it that represent different releases. Sometimes you'll have a lot of little branches. If developers are working on something on a component on their own, you'll probably have like a, a master branch for the release that you merge everything into. And then that eventually gets merged into the master branch, which is what goes live. So that's a long, a long intro to say that they announced what's you know like on a high level what's going to be in the patch and there's a lot right we're talking about standard and wild balance changes there's enough battlegrounds changes that they're going to be doing card reveals between now and then and um we're also getting a big duels update and new mercenaries right that's a lot of different things that all need to be tested together, right? Like this is probably, I mean, you know, again, I don't know anything, 
directly. I know things, just not about that specifically. But, like, we've seen a lot of bugs, right, in the, in the releases. And generally, like, the more things that you're changing, the more things that you can break. Especially when you have a code base that's this old that probably has a lot of skeletons in the closet and a lot of things that if you don't do something exactly the right way because they had to hack something together to get it to work earlier, if you don't respect that hack and you try to do something different, that you, you can kind of step on yourself, right? So, like, they have to test everything together. And that's a, that's a huge change, right? So, what will happen is if they were to, say, slam in an emergency balance patch, right? That still needs to get branched off, again, from the same master that everything else that for this big patch was, was made from. And then they need to promote that up separately, right? Make the changes, test that on its own, release it to production. But then, guess what? Master just changed. So now all that testing that they've been doing for this gigantic patch, they need to go and do it all over again. Because something might have changed and something might not have been accounted for and now all of that testing, it's called regression testing, to make sure that, that there's not a regression uh, of behavior in the, in the code, right? So all that code needs to get retested all over again. All the testing needs to get effectively thrown out and start over because you're starting from a new, a new base. You have to, what's called rebase that into, into the code that's changed and then retest everything. Maybe not everything, right? Like a balance change for standard may not touch say like the you know the mercenary stuff but a lot of it right and they're clearly on already a tight deadline my my hunch is that this patch already got delayed because the honor event um ended on this past tuesday i think they probably expected if not that this patch was going to be live you know, as that honor event changed. Also, keep in mind, all the Wintervale stuff's still there, right? Like, it's almost it's almost February. It's like we're halfway through January. Like, I would expect they don't super want all the Wintervale stuff to be there, like the, the Happy Feast of Wintervale. It's, it's you know, like leaving your, your Christmas lights on through mid-January, right? It's a little weird. So I expect they probably thought that that was going to be in place, and then they'd be able to time whatever balance changes they were going to do with that patch, right? Even if it was like, delayed by a week okay fine right like we we lived with it like the the thief poison rogue was kind of there but it didn't really start being a thing until like tuesday so you know maybe they would have nerfed it like a little bit lighter or whatever they have like another week to get more data fine now it's i think i'm sure that they're upset that it's taking this long too because the meta is is not a ton of fun um just being honest. I mean, some people I'm sure enjoy it. Right. But like we have, we've had metas where, you know, people have generally had different opinions on it. This is one where it seems like everyone universally is kind of sick of rogue at this point. I don't, obviously not everyone, everyone, but enough people that there seems to be a consensus. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if we, if that's, this patch was delayed a week or two, 
Um, and that's kind of throwing off the batch pound, the, the bounce patch timing. Cause like you had, an, we had enough data, right. To, as soon as they got back from, from Christmas break to be able to put together a balance patch and probably test it. Maybe they, maybe it would have taken them another week because they were out of the office. Right. And there's a, there are QA resource constraints and, and there's all sorts of things that make development art. But I think the combination of this patch was probably not on time and then them making a change to it would set it further back and like there's a there's a fairly rigid development schedule for Hearthstone right like we we're coming up on a rotation in April so like there's a lot of work that they have to do in between now and then and we haven't even gotten the mini set yet right we doesn't it doesn't sound like we're getting the mini set in this patch so we've got one more major patch, presumably, that's going to have the standard mini set, and then we're gonna we're gonna have core changes. We're going to have rotation. Usually, um, April is when they start putting in like a lot of the big things. Um, you know, like they'll put in that. That's when like you know rank changed, or they've. Um, sorry, I'm trying to make a turn where. I have to turn all the way around. There's a lot of cars and I'm not speaking towards the mic if I'm talking. Um, but like, that's when they put in like, like ladder changes and, you know, duplicate protection and like a lot of things like when the, and, and classic, classic mode and the core set, like that's when they put in a lot of the big things. So like, they're going to need time for that too. Right. So like any sort of, any sort of further delay pushes back the mini set, pushes back, you know, potentially rotation. Um, we heard about this when Mercenaries got delayed, and that ended up delaying the uh, the release of the mini of the the Deadmines mini set. Again, because of those conflicts between branches and having like a number of large releases um, that are dependent on one another. So, like, I completely understand. Like, I'm sure that the dev team wants there to be balance changes now, and their hands are tied, right? Like, Hearthstone is becoming a massive platform, and this is one of the I don't want to say downsides, but this is one of the, the, the consequences of that, right? Where you have a lot more things going on in any given release, and those all kind of affect each other. Um, I don't want to say we should plan for this, necessarily. I'm sure that they're going to figure it out, but, like, the team's growing a lot, the client's growing a lot, the game is growing a lot in terms of, of modes and, and functionality and stuff like that, and and that's going to kind of happen sometimes. Like again, you know, and I don't want to be the old fogey, but you know, I, I, you know, Pepperidge Farm Brood members waiting six months for like a, 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 a giggling inventor nerf or uh Warsong commander or whatever. Right. Or undertaker. So like having to live with this for another couple weeks, it's, it sucks. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I'm not disappointed because I am. I'm not going to say that I might, play less standard between now and the 25th because I probably will um but it's understandable and, and I think it's probably for the good of the game that they're doing that even though it doesn't feel like it right now it's it's better for us to take a couple of weeks in the middle of a set um you know with it kind of a crappy meta than you know end up like completely messing up the next several releases like we, we'd be upset by that too. So it's either we're going to take it now or later. Um, 
yeah, so it's like, and, and uh, you know, you understand even like them not communicating this ahead of time and setting expectations because they probably, again, if it was a, a patch delay and they had to make a decision, they probably didn't know. And they didn't want to, you know, start messing around with our expectations and stuff. So it's, it's disappointing. Um, it's not the end of the world, but you know, there are things that you can do to kind of mitigate that in the meantime. So if, you know, what, how do you get through the next 10 days is kind of, you know, the question, right? Cause like, and, and to be clear, like, I think with the right nerfs, we could have a really cool meta, right? Like this meta was, and, and I talked about this a couple weeks ago when I talked about, you know, the diverse meta and it, it's kind of just metastasized since then. Right. But I think there's like a lot of options in this meta. Like if you look at conquest where rogue is banned, like there are a lot of interesting directions you can go and a lot, uh, there's a lot of cool things you can try. The problem is just that on ladder it's rogue stone and, and it's hard to even practice those decks for a conquest without a practice group because it's, you, you won't ever see those opponents on ladder or you'll, or you'll drop a bunch of ranks trying to find them. So, you know, the answer to how do you deal with a meta that is unpleasant um, or that you find unpleasant is not any different than the advice that I've given, you know, a thousand times before in this podcast. One option is take a break, right? It is perfectly reasonable to, you know, recognize that this meta is what it is. And that if you're going to engage with it and you're not going to enjoy it, then it, it might be something to spend, a, you know, your time may be better spent in other ways over the next week and a half. That's not a judgment, right? Um, I've said very publicly that that's one of the things that I'm planning to do. Um, Tales of Arise is excellent and has been taking up a lot of my time. And I am looking forward to having the additional time to spend with it. Because that is a fantastic game that I will continue to be insufferable about. Um, but you know, there are, um, you know, there are other games that you can play and, and, and it's good to kind of take a break every so often and, and come back to it fresh, right? Um, there's no shame in that. And it, it is good to take, you know, take a break from your main game, assuming that's what this is every so often to, you know, just to keep it fresh. Right, so if this is a good excuse to do that, I, I'd say go ahead and do that. Just you know, close the client, delete it from your phone for a few days if you need to. You can always reinstall it, um, you know, or even you know, delete it from your computer if you're worried about um, if you're worried about that. Right, like I've had times when I've just like logged myself out to make sure that I don't go back in when I've decided to take a break because sometimes I'll just like load it up like you know instinctively just like, oh, I need to, I have a few minutes to kill and play a game and, you know, I'll log myself out to kind of remind myself that that's something I don't want to do, right? It is, that is a perfectly reasonable response. There is no judgment. Um, you know, you don't have to beat your head against the wall at every single meta, right? And if this is something that you do not enjoy, then that is completely reasonable. Okay, so that out of the way, right? So let's say that you've been climbing and you're continuing to climb, but you're starting to hit a wall and you're getting, you're getting frustrated. The, the answer to that 
as always, is you need to address the meta on its terms and not on your terms, right? You cannot play against the meta that you wish it would be. You need to play against the meta that is in front of you. The meta that is in front of you is telling you to play Rogue. As much as you may not like it, as much as you may feel like, oh, I'm climbing with the broken deck, whatever, does not matter, right? You don't get bonus points for going to, to for going to Legend or climbing to high ranks with an off-meta deck or with something against the grain. You can try to you can try to counter this meta. Many have tried, many have failed. I, as you know from listening to the show, I do the the Masters Tour qualifier stats. Those have just started up. That's at offcurve.com/masters-tour. If you're if you're new to the show and welcome, um, Thief Rogue and Weapon Rogue right now are or Poison Rogue, whatever. I haven't called Weapon Rogue because I haven't changed the classification name, but whatever. Those are one two, both in ban rate and in win rate. So what that means is that it is being heavily banned, and people are, when, when that happens, generally people are trying to target it when they let it through, and they are failing. There is no answer. The answer is there, there have been some, some decks, like I know, like Druid is an option that sometimes works out. Zacho posted a list that was like a ping mage that he says is really good against it, and I'm sure that he did very well against it. I would not expect that your results would 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 uh, be consistent with his necessarily, right? Many have tried, many have failed. So if you're going to climb, I would recommend you play the Broken Deck. So the Broken Deck is Meaty's deck. I will have a link to it in the show notes. Um, I have played a lot of this deck. It is very good. It is very consistent once you learn how to play it. In general, the thing that you need to know, and I'm, I'm going to tell you how to play it right now, and, and I think that if you're going to play over the next 10 days, this is what I would recommend. You may run into a bunch of mirrors. If you do so, there is an opportunity to take an SI7 extortion out for a Viper. It sometimes helps, it sometimes doesn't. Um, but other than that, even in the mirror, you still have a pretty good chance and you can you can get an edge by understanding how to play the deck, right? So the thing that if you're if you've never played this deck before, the thing to understand is that even though it is Poison Rogue or Weapon Rogue is the name of it, the poisons and the weapons are not actually your win condition. You, the, they are primarily, especially in this version with Knowles and Maestra, are typically board control and a draw engine. Um, you're, you're putting Silverleaf Poison on the shank, on Swainta Shank to draw, and then you're using that to draw repeatedly. Um, that, is, that is the ultimate purpose of the weapon. If it happens to swing face and hit for eight, fantastic. It's not needed. And the reason it's not needed is because you have Guild Trader plus Garrett. This is effectively Garrett Rogue with a different path to victory, right? So um, Guild Trader plus double Garrett is 24 damage, and you can usually have one or two Wicked Stabs left over by that point, right? And you've, you've typically played Stabs by then. So you Hero Power, Guild Trader, Garrett, Garrett, that's six mana, and then you have four more mana left over for Wicked Stabs, which do either six or eight damage, depending on if you're at 10 mana at that point or not, right? So that is, let's, let's just say it's going to be six, da that it's, they're going to be six damage a piece because it's going to be before turn 10. Um, so that's 24 plus six is 30, plus six is 36, and that's assuming you don't get a weapon swing through, right? That is plenty. That's generally your win condition. 
So your goal is to get to that. Um, that's why people putting Vipers in and people putting decks with lots of taunts in, like you would think that like Librum Paladin and Quest Priest and Death Rattle Priest would be favored against a deck like this, but they are not. Um, control Warriors sometimes can get there if they go all in on the armor, but even then, then they have to have taunts in the way too because they need to not have their, their health taken off by the wep by the weapons. And Druid, Druid's the same, the same deal. Druid runs a lot of armor game, but it also doesn't run a lot of taunts naturally, so you generally have to either get the strongman, strongman out strategically or you need to roll them off of Scenarian War. Um... But generally, like, you, you can burst, uh, you know, those down. And even the taunts will not stop at least one weapon swing because scouts will move them out of the way. So your goal is to get a weapon down, get, get um, Silverleaf Poison on it, and start swinging. Right? The gnolls are very good for either board control, generally for board control early, though they can contribute to some damage. And the same thing with the weapon swing. If, if weapon swings going into a minion against a deck that does not armor is completely fine because you have more than enough damage to, to be able to, um, to finish the job. So generally what you're trying to do is you're, you're mulliganing for, um, for Blackwater Cutlass, Swine Tusk Shank, um, and Tradables and Knoll, right? Like you, you're, you're doing the normal Thief Rogue thing where you want to get a null traded if you're not familiar maestra of the when maestra has you as another hero um, all of your cards that you draw past the mulligan phase are considered cards you've added to your hand from another class um so the more that you trade and the more that you draw the cheaper your nulls get generally getting them down to two mana is fine um you don't need to go all the way down to zero you you are not playing sacred passage on one in this deck like you sometimes do in the straight thief rogue um because you need the secret passage to draw you're generally trying to keep um control of the board early and then at a certain point generally around turn five you're 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 trying to keep keep control of the board early and you're trying to draw as much as you possibly can right because you need to have the deck reasonably empty for garrett to be a win condition so you're drawing with Silverleaf Poison, you're drawing with Cutting Class, you're drawing with Swindle, you're, you're trading um, your tradables back into the deck. Um, aside from maybe Guild Trader, you know, if it's past turn like three or four, um, you generally want to have Guild Trader in your hand after, though Swindle will, will often pick it up because there aren't that many minions left in the deck. But you're, um, you're drawing and you're controlling board early. Around turn five, what's going to happen is you're going to transition to a to a phase where you are just stalling, right? And you again, if you play against this deck, you know exactly what's happening. But I'm just going to lay it out anyway. You're drawing to try to find Cloak of Shadows. So typically, what you want you want your turn your your ideal turn five six seven, assuming that your opponent has any sort of board pressure, right? Because you're going to reach a point very quickly where the weapon is not enough the weapon and the nulls are not enough to control board so generally your um your ideal turn five six seven if your opponent is any sort of a board deck is cloak of shadows cloak of shadows and then scabs scabs um hero uh hero portrait right so generally you're um you know you're trying to live you're going to swing with the weapon before you play the cloak so you don't break the stealth 
and you're gonna swing with the weapon. Usually you should have paralytic poison on it by this point, even if you don't, it's not the end of the world, um, as long as you're not gonna put yourself at risk of dying. But you're gonna run. You're gonna either run into taunts, or you're gonna, or you're gonna try to hit face as much as you can, especially against decks that um, that have armor. And you're gonna try to ship them down with the weapon or control the board. Doesn't really matter. But at the end of the day, you're still swinging either way because you want to draw with the silverleaf poison that you've put on, hopefully. Um, and and if you don't find the shank, even just putting it on like a, a blackwater cutlass or even a dagger, a hero power dagger is fine, right? Like we're just trying to draw. You don't have to, like you want to get those onto the Swine Tusk Shank, you don't have to. Um, even just drawing a couple off of off of that card is fine, right? Like that's a cutting class. If you swing twice with a Silverleaf Poison, that's a cutting class, that's a swindle, right? So that's fine. Um, but you're just trying to keep, continue drawing and find Cloak on five and six, and then on seven, you scabs. You're generally scabsing even if your opponent doesn't have a huge board mainly be, as long as it's not going to like scabs back something that's like a viper or something that's going to be detrimental to you um because you still need to get the hero power in order to be able to get as much damage generally sometimes you don't need the you don't need the hero power um and you can go without it but you're generally going to want to have the extra two mana from the hero power available to you so you're going to go scabs on seven almost always or sometimes eight you know it, it depends if you've if you need to keep drawing and you're not under a lot of pressure, sometimes you can you can take it a little bit slower. You'll get a hang for that as you play the deck. And then, you know, once you've collected all your pieces and your deck is small enough, then you just, you go off with the Guild Trader, Garrett, Garrett, and then throw out whatever stabs. And then hopefully you have either, still have a weapon with the, uh, with the Silverleaf Poison on it, or you can use, you know, a tradable or, um, or a Swindle or, or a Cutting Class or whatever other card draw you have left to be able to draw the Garrett's out of your deck and finish the game, right? Um, tradable, the way that it works is it will um, draw first and then it shuffles into the deck after it's finished drawing, so you will not draw the tradable off of the um, off of the initial uh, trade. Um, and as long as you have Garrett's in your deck, you can continue to trade. You can't trade into an empty deck, but if the Garrett's are in your deck, that's good enough and you can still trade into them. And that's it. And so you're pretty much going to be like, it's a pretty straightforward game plan against any board deck. It's very hard to beat. Um, Mozaki Mages is also almost a free win because they can't kill you if you have Cloak of Shadows up. So as long as you can time things out so that you're cloaking when you expect them to go off with Mozaki, you get basically two turns to do whatever you want. And then you can generally just kill them. And, and since they don't have any any board presence, all your weapon swings get to go face. Even the, like, the ice barrier usually doesn't matter. And then you can usually just kill them on the following turn. It's, the deck is incredibly good. It's very hard to counter. There really aren't any great answers for it, and no, certainly no consistent ones. So, if you are intending to climb, this is what I would recommend for the next week and a half. Again, if this is unpleasant, if this is not what you want to be doing with your life, that's completely reasonable. And it's fine to just wait until the balance patches comes, but it's also worth mentioning the balance patch is coming on the 25th. If you're not to whatever level you want to be, be that legend or top legend or rank five or whatever, um, you're only going to have six days to do it. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind. 
when you make that decision. But either way, either one is a valid decision. And, um, you know, it, it's just up to you as far as, you know, whether you can learn to love a deck like this. Um, some people do. I mean, I, I've actually been playing. I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. Um, but it's certainly not the kind of deck that I would love to, I would like to be playing in my spare time. Right. So I am going to be stepping back from standard a little bit. Um, but you know, I mean, that's fine, right? Like I'll probably still stream standard. I may just be playing that deck anyway, just because, um, cause it wins and, uh, you know, it's, it's just up to you. I mean, you know, it, it is easy to get your identity wrapped up in your rank, right? And I would say just don't try not to do that. Or if you do that, just understand what you're going to need to do in order to maintain that. All right. So that's it for me for this week. Um, I will likely have another episode this weekend since we're getting the balance patch changes on Friday. I would expect next weekend I will have an episode talking about the balance changes and what the expected impact will be. Um, so you can find, um, you can find the show notes and links to everything that I mentioned in this episode at offcurve.com. Um, at offcurve on Twitter is where new episode announcements go live. Um, you can follow me on at wicked good, um, for that and whatever else I happen to be tweeting about. Um, you can, the, I stream Monday and Friday nights at 7 PM Eastern at twitch.tv slash wicked FM. Uh, actually just passed a thousand followers this past weekend. Um, really thankful for everybody who's, who's followed since then. Um, and then, you know, there's plenty of room. So there's another milestone after that. So, um, you know, happy to have you there. It's, it's generally pretty chill. And sometimes I like to play control decks, but you know, sometimes if there's just like one good deck, that's what I'll play. Um, and, uh, the discord is also a wonderful place to go discuss Hearthstone with a very chill and, and knowledgeable group of people, which is at discord.offcurve.com. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. So thanks everybody for listening as always. Um, you know, make the best out of the next 10 days, however you decide to do it and, uh, be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one.